Welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the playground brand we were forced to create in order to corral our founders' nonsensical ideas and general tomfoolery. From the founders of, but not generally endorsed by, Emmy Collective. From this podcast, you can expect off-the-cuff banter on feminism, funny business, and, well, not-so-funny business. Join us out of curiosity, stay for the hot takes and dad jokes. Hello and welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the podcast. I'm Sydney Mulligan. I'm Lauren Aquilino. And today we have with us the founder, grandfather of Mops Memes, the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Reichlager. Reichlager, right? Wow. Okay. That was really That's good. what you just said. A lot of people put an N in my last name. There's no N in there. So, um, where I do they put it? Oh, that's interesting. Reichlinger. Yeah. Oh, Linger. Linger. Sounds like a beer. I don't think I put a rush in it. Yeah. I'm going to confess something here. Um, I did have to ask someone, and I think it was Anna Leary who told me how to pronounce your last name correctly before. I don't know why I had to say your last name. Maybe we were discussing one of your memes on the podcast. Um, And I also did not remember what she said until you just showed me. Oh, look, that's right. It's right. Like For what it's worth, I don't know if I I'm saying it, it correctly either. But uh... you know, it's your name, so I think that you, you get to choose. Uh, just be consistent. As long as you're consistent. Um, okay. Well, we are super excited to have you. Thank you for uh, not only coming to the podcast, agreeing to be on it, but also, um, as it turns out, being one of our maybe 12 listeners um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start <laughs> homework. I'm, I'm gonna start my own summary podcast of your podcast like I love pretty, it. like this is pretty funny that. business the hits you know and just uh you know and also and also not only give you praise but tear you down you know with my own hot takes so. absolutely you know, we some need of to be them just can be toasted some, some of them can be roasts I think it's good everyone needs that kind of feedback with Right, you have thick skin if you're putting out content in the world. What would happen if no one ever put us in our place? This this would be a chaotic. It is chaotic. That's exactly what we might think that we were smart enough to start a company. (laughs) Maybe that's the real problem: is we haven't had enough people people into paying us money. What if we had people that worked for us? (laughs) They quit their entire families. Livelihood depended on our ability to run and maintain the building. <laughs> it's scary because it's true. This is another one of those well, podcast Jason. episodes where we're going to wish that we had invited our therapists to be here. Yep. Yep. Jason, I admitted before this started, like, I don't, I don't know you very well lucky. at all. Um, Not lucky. Lucky me that you are here because I'm a faraway fangirl for sure. Same. You're hilarious. Always laughing when you post something that is intentionally funny. I think I can tell the difference. <laughs> I know about a year ago, I, I should have gone back and maybe I will after this to recap. I did reach out to you on LinkedIn because of your bio with something like trying to work less every day. Mm-hmm. And we can talk more about this. But I was like, That's tell me more about this. You know, he was, it, 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 I thought so, Sydney, but it was more about like how he was automating everything. 
And then, like, so he was actually working less because he was automating so many things. Oh, I wanted to work less because I just wanted to do less. Yeah. So I need to do more of that. And Lauren delegate. You know? Jason's smarter than me. He's automating and delegating, I'm sure. So I don't have anyone to delegate to, so I kind of have to. Yeah. All right. So, Jason, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, and what's funny, because as I said, I've I've been listening to all the podcast episodes, and it's really weird because I feel like I've been doing in mops a long time, but I just started in like 2014. Plus, I'm also like old. So, like, I have all these people are like in their 30s, and they're like, I've been in it 18 years. I don't even know how that works. But uh, (laughs) so, um, so just about 10 years now. So, still a baby. but yeah, I actually started using Eloqua in 2014. Then we switched over to Arquetto in 2016 and have been using that since. But um, to be 100% honest, now I'm really more using Workado than anything else. But still, there's some uh, Marketo work that goes along with that. So that's kind of how I got here. What's, and can I tell an interesting uh, story about how I got into Mops? Is, uh, just keep talking. Yeah. Uh, just me talking the whole episode. I'm sure everyone's going to love mm-hmm. it. Um, but I found out after I, so uh, I'm also from Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is not a hotbed oh, of, is yeah, um, Midwest too, I think, um, from your grading chart that I heard earlier, the Jake Gyllenhaal reference. Um, um, anyways, so there's like, the company I ended up working for was like the only Marketo user anywhere near where the I live, right? Yeah, but I wasn't even supposed to get the job. I only got it because their first choice lied on their resume and I was the second choice. So, I, so I just feel very lucky to be here Wait. because if not for someone else lying, Wait. I would not know anyone. I would not have much memes. Uh, so yeah. I'm, oh my God. I have so many follow-up questions. Wait, what did they lie about and how did they get caught? It was, uh, I'm not sure how they got caught. It was about their education and it was only because they said they already graduated when they were like, a semester away from graduating or I don't know what the exact time, but something like that. And I found out, so one of my, my coworkers, uh, she told me about this. And then one time at a Marketo summit, I was, it was me and my boss there. And I asked her, I'm like, so I heard this rumor and, and she says, well, that's true. But she says, there's no doubt we got the best one. So, uh, that made me feel good, but it was just funny that, yeah, I'm not even supposed to be here. So, uh, that's how I got into my Jason, do you want to do you um host the follow-up podcast, like our sister podcast called One Time at Marketo Summit? <laughs> yeah, I, I will, I'm gonna host all the podcasts. I feel like the best stories. Jason. The best stories on the podcast are from one time at Marketo Summit. Everyone has good stories. It's like it's the best and also the worst. Um, okay, well, that's really cool. So we know you got into maps um, because someone else was a Dumbo, but it all worked out for the best. Uh, we know you as the creator of Mops Memes, and I would love to know more about the origin story there because I sure. feel like I just happened upon it one day and it was already like 100 memes deep. And I well, was like, where, where is this been? I've been sleeping on it. So a couple things. So I've been a memer for a long time and going back to uh, when I still use Facebook, you know, back in the 2015s, which is ages ago. Um, but I even had a page called uh, Green Bay Memes at the time. And it's just memes about Green Bay. Um, but anyways, uh, moving forward to Mop. So um, 
I have a very love hate relationship with LinkedIn, more hate than love. And I really hate most that's of the fair. content on there. So I figured why not just start shit posting? Um, so that's what I did with Mops memes. And then eventually people started picking, it wasn't because of me, it's because uh, people like Anna Leary and um, Amanda Thomas and uh, Justin Norris um, started liking it and, and sharing it. And that's how it really grew. I mean, it grew. It was really incredible to watch it grow because it wasn't my intent. It wasn't like I sat down with a strategy saying, here's how I'm going to uh, get followers. I just thought LinkedIn sucks. Why not try to put something funny out there? And then I couldn't believe how many people could relate to them because it's intentionally very niche, um, but still being able to see, it's like you're you're talking in code, um, secret code to your followers, right? Because like most people around the area where I live or... um, you know, they're like, I have no idea what they mean, but they look like they might be funny. Thanks. That's funny. You know, I have to say, you describing the origin of Mox memes is just so similar to the origin of any collective. <laughs> well, we were really, rolling this. We were really trying. I feel like it's a Make a whole company, yeah. but we thought it would be funny. <laughs> Here we are. I love it. I really love like it. the, I think these are yours, so if they're not, you know, we'll just I'll take credit for them. I don't, I'm not, you know, but you're, you're no shame. You're changed. You're, you're like a smart campaign flow. Yeah. I yeah. Use it. That's what you use. Have I been rickrolled by that? I feel like maybe I, I are you talking about maps in real life? Or are you talking like, uh, where, where I take like a song and, and I like the change data values. Yeah. 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 yeah where you take a, that's you, right? Where you take a song and you do yeah, the yeah. lyrics with change data values. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Me. Yeah, that's why I said it's that's why I said I think I've been rickrolled by one of your memes before. And if I haven't been, then we need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um that's all great. You created Mops memes. Uh you know what else I know about Jason? Sorry to interrupt. Please go ahead. Jason loves Airtable. Yeah. Jason, oh, are you an Airtable stand? Oh, so are we. He's an Airtable PD. Check out my YouTube. You got to check out my YouTube, you know? And Kimmy Corrigan, um, too. Which we is, love Airtable. You know, okay, wait. What's what's the coolest Airtable thing you've built? I'm, like, just scratching the surface over uh, here. I'm so hungry for Airtable. I mean, it's probably not. I mean, well, I have one that I've, I've used uh, really over time, and it's, like, a, a career management thing. Um uh, where I can just keep track because always when you have to apply for a job, you don't remember what you did, uh, but I can keep like stories of success and stuff. So that one's kind of useful. Um, my favorite one is just a personal budget. So um, nothing fun. Oh, cool. But, but uh, uh, it's probably the best budget software that I've used because I could tailor it to exactly what I want. But I think that's just what I love about Airtable in that's general neat. is you can uh, create what you need. But it's funny because I know you said your uh the interface designer that you did for your um, dash your CRM dashboard. And I've actually not played a lot with interface, so you're way ahead of me on that. I need to do that. Airtable sponsors. Yeah. Call us. Airtable. Call me Airtable. We just need a free enterprise instance. And then I just need someone will... to check that box in Salesforce, maybe, yeah. or in Airtable. I'm not sure. Call me. Call me. Use the um, code TFB2023 for it. Just kidding. 
So are you are you I using it for answer. anything besides CRM? Well, we also we manage our consultants in it. We do. Oh yeah, yeah. Our our CRM, you know, because Airtable, you can make Airtable yep. do whatever you want. We use it for our CRM, like you know, in the traditional sense, we're talking like opportunities, clients, prospects, whatever. But we also use it for uh, keeping track of our consultants because they're all freelancers. So it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure that like actual HR organizations also have something to keep track of their employees, but it's a little bit different yep. because. We have some people who are like part of the collective, but not actually taking work right now. And it's an easy way for us to keep track of what their availability is and how many clients they're currently assigned to and like what specialties they have. So if we have something come in that's, oh, I need someone who knows Marketo and Dynamics specifically, then it's really easy for me to say, oh, I have, you know, these three consultants that have that skill set and this one has availability yep. right now. Like I'll reach out to them first. Yeah, people need yeah. to get on Airtable. Telling you. We store all yeah. of our contracts. Yeah. All yeah. of our we started doing an integration with our time tracking system and Airtable to pull in like utilization against the existing SOWs, but we need some cleaner data and also um and some more time and an upgrade to the product or I'll have the all the dreams there to become a reality. Yeah. But... How many API calls? Oh. I, I did some like I did some automations to Slack to like tell us when we had SOWs that hadn't been created yet for outstanding opportunities and uh, when there were like open ops that hadn't been contacted in a certain amount of time. But you know, it's like all pretty rudimentary because it's based on manual data that I'm still putting in of like when I last spoke to this person and that this is an SOW that I need to create. Yeah. Um, but don't you so. think this is so important? I mean, like, we, uh, I think it was Emily Holton, but maybe it was someone else that recently called themselves a Mops Granny. And then I called myself a Mops Granny. And Jason, like, I know you say, like, anyway, you've been using, you've been in Mops for nine years. Now it's a long time to be using a tech, like, technology or technology stack. Like, we're, you know, I guess we could go the easy route, quote unquote. And we talked about, like, getting HubSpot. Mm -hmm and using it but like man just having a tool like Airtable that you can just like play around with and keep sharp we're gonna you know we're gonna get old and um run ourselves out of business if we don't like stay smart mm -hmm. keep up with the times like at least like practice your brain so they could be like oh like yeah I can actually run pretty much any yeah. Tool well, right, that I want to. I think people that work in MOPS should use Airtable if for no other reason than it kind of gives you um, a behind-the-scenes look of kind of how all software is, right? Because you have your your database, which is you get to work with different objects and that type of thing. So I think it's really valuable for uh, someone to, even if you're not going to use it, build your own marketing automation database um, to see what goes into it. So I think there's a lot of utility that. Uh, mm -hmm. People should just play around with Airtable. I think it's one of the, I know that there's what limit to 1200 rows or whatever. So, but otherwise, I mean, they're, they're free plans. I think it's more than is that. Is it? Oh, the free plan, oh, the free yeah. plan. No. Um, but I mean, it, it's probably the best free, but free, I mean, for premium. Free, does no. anyone have 1200 of right, anything? Right, in their right. I just know some people have asked <laughs> because I said, sometimes I compare it to Excel, even though that's not an Apple, Apple thing. And I'm like, but if you need to right. do, you know, large, large data sets, then no. But um, yeah, I think it's really valuable yeah. just to play around with. 
linking records. I think the next thing I'm going to try is import it. I haven't imported any information yet. I saw someone post, if I uh, find it, which I'm sure I won't, but I will share, um, like chat GPT prompts for marketers in Airtable. And it was just like all of these different, like extra large cells. And I was like, man, if we if you create something like that and just import it, it's like, voila, automatically yeah. fancier yep. with statuses. And I love it. Cool. Call That's us. Nice. We say this every you, you would here. think that this podcast is actually sponsored. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. We're like, yeah. I know, this which is we talked about them. I wish. Airtable. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about what you use Airtable for, but in general, what's like the coolest thing that you built for? It doesn't have to be the coolest, but something you're the most proud of sure. or um, anything like that. Back when I was consulting, uh, working with a client where, again, going back to the calculation, uh, we needed, they had uh, basically different lead scoring models that they wanted to say, uh, if you visited these pages, this score should get updated. So we had to use flow boost for that. And um, it was just really, it was fun to do um, maddening at times, but uh, it was really interesting to see what you can be accomplished as long as you can um, have those types of calculations. So like if they, if they qualified for one, I forget division, I think, then we wanted to block them from being able to qualify from the other division for X amount of days. So there was a lot of, a lot of logic that went into it. So I always find that fun. Um, but most recently, I've just been doing a ton with uh, Python um, and Marketo. So being able to uh, create these scripts to not only, you know, get all forms, but to get all forms, um, you know, update landing pages from forms that have been all with one script. So I don't really need to touch it. So anytime someone on our team has a request, I build out the script and then I get to use it, um, you know, anytime someone else has to. Uh, and recently, we had to do like an upload of millions of records uh so we had to it was just updates but um had to do list uploads and i basically set a python script to run overnight and it just kept uploading uh 10 megabyte files at a time and when i came to uh, log on in the morning it was all done so that's probably the coolest wow doing less work doing work while sleep doing it. work while i'm sleeping i need that Nap queen here. Just not my nighttime sleep. It's my daytime sleep. Sydney does work while I'm sleeping. That's what I hire. That's what I said. Jason automates and Lauren delegates. Oh, man. I need to learn to automate and then I can sleep. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm working on it. No, you're doing great. Okay. Um. All right, that's cool. I love the Flowboost project. Honestly, I just yeah. wouldn't any excuse to use Flowboost. I think it's so yeah, cool. It is. Lauren, have you used Flowboost? I have not. Mm-mm. I mean, I know what it is, and I think I've probably been in instances with it. Um, yeah. But historically, I worked at a competitive oh, yeah, agency true. to the creators of the product. So we weren't especially... Well, I think it's been decoupled, so it's not there anymore. Oh, there was a conscious uncoupling? I um, think there was a conscious uncoupling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just Sandy's now. That's my understanding of the situation, but I don't know. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I love it. Well, there are Sandy goes again, pulling someone up there. Goes. There it goes. Uh, the cool thing I already with Flow Boost was I built, and when I say I, I mean Sandy, 
helped me and that he pretty much wrote the code and I like gave him the logic for it. And five dollars. Yeah, I have five dollars. I gave him more than five dollars. And a five dollar Starbucks gift card. That was out of my um thrill of response. No, he was like a subcontractor. Like he he did it. He got paid. He was paid. I hope. I don't know. Anyway, we were trying to do the like um you know, the es- escalating SLA and fraction alerts thing where like the MQL goes by 24 hours, it's still an MQL. Then you send an alert to that lead owner and their manager. Be like, yo, you're out of SLA. And then another day goes by and you go to their bus and then blah, 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 down the line, you go for like four days. So I wanted to do that, but they did not, they wanted to make sure that we were not sending alerts if the day that went by was a weekend or a holiday. And the holiday was what made it really tricky. Because you can do the wait steps in Marketo to exclude weekends, but not like a different holiday. And they had five global offices that all observed different holiday schedules. So we used Flowboost to contain an array of holiday blackout dates per geo and called it to see if it was a valid business day. After 24 hours had passed, and if not, then it waited again until the next day and kept checking until it said, okay, it's still an MQL, and it's a business day now. I mean, so. did the did the array last through 2040? Like 2060? No. no, 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 no. It was Has like, it been updated to include You had to update it annually. You had to update it annually. Yeah. You had to get the list of holidays from HR and update it annually. But it was pretty easy to update. Probably a token. Yeah. Also, so, another anyways, feature of Airtable, since we're going to bring it back to Airtable. But have you yeah, uh, have you ever done that? Like, have you ever done for a project? You can put in. Looked up to an Airtable? Well, no, not looked up. I'm just saying in Airtable, you can set, um, like, if you're working with dates and you're, say, you have a project due uh, in 30 days, but you want to see um, how many working days that is, you can, like, put in your, your holidays and stuff. So it figures it out. So it'll say, well, you actually only have 14 days to get it done. So I, uh, Airtable, I'll. I'll ask someone to sponsor this because we sure talked a lot about That's it. That's cool. But Airtable. Call us. Call us. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Moving on from Airtable, unless they decide to sponsor us, in which we'll talk for a long time. Uh, we were talking, I don't remember if this was even before we started recording, but we were talking about uh, all the stories that we've talked had on the podcast that start with one time at Marketo Summit, and I'm sure that you have one or more. So sure. let's hear it. Funniest story from it doesn't have to be Marketo Summit. It will be. It, it will be. Um, it will be. But it's funny because uh, so very different than what other people have. Because like every time I went, I again I was a I was a one person marketing team. So generally I was there, you know, by myself, um, and didn't know a ton of people because the Wisconsin mugs hadn't started yet. So um, I was always I don't know. Uh, basically, when the when the conference closed, I just went back to the hotel, which is sad. Uh, but anyways, one time, uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, if I ever make it back, come to Maps Palooza. Hang out with us. Uh, but P- Maps Palooza sponsors. Yes. I have a lot of sponsors. Jason, wait. I'm sorry. Are you in Wisconsin right now? Yeah. What's yeah. what's that? Well, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. That's, it's okay. The sun is coming out soon. Maybe tomorrow. We we actually we honeymooned in Cleveland. Oh, really? Bet How you haven't you heard it? that one before. Sure. 
Why did you run England in Cleveland? Uh, football. Uh, Packers were playing the Browns. And, uh, oh. yeah. And I had swine flu at the time, but that's a different story for a different podcast. Swine I got swine flu. flu. I think I got back. swine flu at our wedding. Um, no, that checks out. I had swine flu. I have, too. Whoa. I have also not heard this. Yeah. All right. So so, she, so he's got one time at Marketo Summit, one time in Cleveland, and one time when I had the swine flu. <laughs> both, of you, both of you actually probably have stories with those three things. Okay. That's um, true. All right, but let's focus on Jason. So PFL had invited me um, to do a video testimonial and then out for dinner. And I really have uh, you know, no social graces and don't know how anyone functions in public. Um, so first of all, I got off to a good start when I like, you know, it said you know, from 630 to whenever. And I got there at 630 because that's just the person I am. And they're like, oh, they're like, oh you know, we weren't expecting you yet. So I was the only one there. Uh, their CEO you know was there. That's on them. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I don't know the whole process. Where, of was it? Fashion. Where was it at? It was in San Francisco. I don't remember the restaurant. It wasn't far from, okay. uh, was Moscone? Moscone. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's how it started. Um, and then I actually, yeah, I know from Wisconsin, you probably think, well, you drink a lot. I actually don't, aside from when I'm nervous and out in public, I tend to. Um, and especially if I'm oh, around people, that. I'm very, I'm a very... Uh, I'm a sober introvert, very much so. Um, things kind of switch if I start drinking. So anyways, um, tried to, to loosen up a little, had some drinks. And uh, actually, Rachel uh, Squire, I think, was across the table from me. They're about... Uh, oh, wait, she must have worked there yeah, at the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, and Matt was there. I remember, I remember so again, I, I become more, um, you know, I come out of my, what's it called? Like, out of your shell, out of your whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyways, so uh, probably went a little overboard and gave some bad impressions. I mean, I don't think I was rude or anything. Just, you know, like, wow. And anyways, so going back to my introvert, like I would never go up to someone and just like start talking to them, you know, the next day. But I saw Matt at breakfast the next morning. I thought, okay, you must remember me from the night before. Um, I'll just go say hi. And I said, hi. And he gives me this weird look like, hello? Like, I'm like, oh, you don't like I'm I wasn't sure. I'm like, is it good that he doesn't remember me? Because it's kind of embarrassing um how I acted. Or this says it, way more about like is it his night. Well, year, maybe. I, I never actually I never thought of it, but maybe. But uh yeah, so it was just like I shouldn't be allowed in public really because I just don't know <laughs> how to act. But uh but that was my thing from Summit. There was also one time at a uh, just an internal national sales meeting and um one of the sales reps came up to me and she says, hi, you're Jason, right? I said, yeah. And she goes, and you work in IT? I said, no, Marketo. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, Marketo, right? Or Marketo, you work in IT, right? And I'm like, no, Jason was right. You got the Jason part. I just work in my, my name isn't Marketo. Um, and there's one of my, my teammates on the marketing team. She's like, she's like, after she left, she's like, did she just call you Marketo? I'm like, yes. So. Oh my God. Okay. Here's my favorite part about both of these stories is I actually think they're really embarrassing stories about everyone in this situation, but you, but you you were such an introvert that you took it very personally. (laughs) You're like, Matt Hines doesn't remember me because I don't know how to function in a social situation. And actually it was Matt Hines should have remembered you, but perhaps he got blackout drunk and did not remember you. And um, also, your coworker called you Marketo by name. Yeah. Well, it's just what friendship there? 
just especially because she got uh, the Jason part right so initially. Great. She's like, Jason. I'm like, yeah, that's my name. And then she's like, no, I like Mark Kettle I feel, better. I feel like this is like a, a standard joke format, you know, like, you know, the joke about the going into the library. I, I'm going to repeat this joke because um, Taylor Swift told it at a show recently when she was having some technical difficulties, but it's just like a, a normal format is like the cat walks into the library and says, I'll have some tuna fish, please. And the librarian says, this is a library. And the cat says, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll have some tuna fish. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Marketo, you must work in IT, right? <laughs> So then when I got back, like they did, they put a fake nameplate on my cubicle at the time that said Marketo. So this is Marketo. Marketo. You know, I think that's a pretty realistic representation of what it's like to be the Marketo person in an yep, office. I mean, anyway. And I was the only person that used Marketo on our team. So it fit. So your name might exactly. as well be Marketo. No need to learn the real one. I feel like there's a meme here somewhere. You just report back when you've created it. Um, okay, that's great. Well, it sounds like there are definitely some people that I would choose for you to not work with again, which would start with the person who thought your name was Marketo. Uh, but do you have a short list of two or three people that you would love to work yeah. with again? And I will say this with a disclaimer that if you feel like your name should be on this list and it is not, then it was a severe oversight by Jason. Mm -hmm. And you're right that he does want to work with you again. And he loved your time together dearly. Um, and also that this does not have to be people that you have worked with before mm -hmm. directly. It could be former clients. It could be consultants that you have had. I got it. Like I got to pick up what you're spitting. Uh, first of all, would be Justin Norris, who was uh, my last boss Excellent. at Pertudo before I left. Um, just uh, so I know Mike McFarland is your favorite Canadian. Justin is my favorite Canadian. Um, very Canadian. Uh, I will definitely put Justin in the top yeah, three favorite and, uh, yeah, just I don't know Justin. And actually, you know what? I, I knew he worked at Perquito, but I don't think that I really, really realized he was Canadian. Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say about him is he seems like a really nice yeah, just guy. Very cool. And now and he's the nice. he. One thing that is really remarkable, he is very good at giving direct feedback and not at all in a negative, like, I know if you say direct feedback, it sounds really bad, but I mean it in like the best possible way. Like one time I had this, uh, it was a scoping call and it didn't go well for me. I, I was totally lost. And the next morning, we, I think we had our one-on-one -on -one, and he asked me about it. And I just said, you know, I gave him my feelings that it didn't go well. He's like, well, I would agree. And, and. But it sounds bad, but he's like, you know, he kind of helped me work through it. He didn't say, oh, no, you know, you did fine. You know, cause sometimes you don't want to, you want to own what you did, right? You don't want to. Uh, yeah. um, and, yeah. You want to be like condescending. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh, no. it was great if you just know yeah, it wasn't yeah, Just very, very calm, very, just incredibly smart. Um, and he likes the Simpsons. So all good things. Uh, it jives well with your yeah. reading style. Uh, mm -hmm. Second would be uh, Paul Ferrer. Paul Ferrer, last name, um, but he's the one um, who really taught me about the Marketo API and using Python and Postman and all these things because um, actually he joined Percuto from being Marketo support. So he came from Marketo support um, and I was actually assigned to be his buddy. So when he joined to show him the ropes, but it really was just me saying, okay, how do I do all this stuff so that I don't have to do as much work? And he showed me. Um, so him. How did you... 
were you one that like you're like i'll be his I, buddy. I didn't even know no i kind I'll of got i mean I, I wasn't against it but i was i was just kind of assigned you know i was asked hey do you want to be his buddy and i thought sure i, I didn't even know he had this skill i was honestly hoping i could be of service to him i probably wasn't um but i sure you're probably funny you yeah, made him laugh um, it was good and then finally uh is ellie reaper who again um and actually i worked with her at a couple places so when i was in-house um she was an intern wasn't even working anywhere near marketo um but she's just someone who uh like if i went into accounting tomorrow if i switched careers and went to accounting I'd bring her with because she'll figure it out. She's brilliant. Um, so again, I was a one-person uh, team when I was in-house, but as she grew out of her internship for something completely separate, she started doing Marketo work too. So, um, so I worked with her there. Then I worked. I brought her. I poached her for uh, Percuto, and I'm going to try to poach her again here, you know, sometime. So, uh, those are the three. But there, there's more. And then also, um, quick. Sh- Lee, yeah, make sure. Running shots to Ellie's current yeah, I was employer. Say, if anyone <laughs> from Percuto is listening, make sure she's you know compensated. Oh, she's. Um, okay. And then also just a quick one uh, because project managers. So uh, Kate and Kendra also from Percuto were wonderful, and I think I think you don't appreciate um, a good project manager until you've had a bad one. So so sorry, oh, I gave yeah, you five. That's so but... true. That's great. That's okay. We'll take it. Is it per or per cuto? Yeah, I always thought it was per cuto, but then everyone at Atumo said per cuto. But Lauren, you said per cuto. No, I say per cuto. Lauren said per cuto, and Jason said per cuto. So I still don't know. Per cuto, call us. Per cuto, let us know if you can correctly pronounce the name of Percuto slash Percuto, then you can have a copy of Anne Handley's latest book. Just email us with a recording of the correct pronunciation at lauren at emiko.com and your shipping address, and we will send you the book. Thanks. We'll be right along. All right, Jason. Uh, last two sections we have here, segment, segment sections, whatever. Uh, first one is going to be something you want, something you need, something to wear, mm-hmm. something to read. We've done this a few times with our guests now. It's just um, something that we completely ripped off of Parenting Pinterest for a guide to buying gifts for your children. Uh, but for you, what is something you want, something you need? Make sure those are very mm-hmm. separate. Want should not be a need. Uh, something to wear, either that you aren't wearing, have worn, want to wear, would like to buy, whatever, and something to Got read. Um, so my something that I want would be an experience, and I just want I want to golf every day. Um, so that's that's oh my, my want. I have a friend for you, <laughs> Florence's husband, it's who does husband. in fact golf every day. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, that would, and I don't actually. He seems like he's. I don't. A uh, I don't do it much. Um, but I would love to. Um, so yeah, yeah, I need friends. Hello. I need friends. Luckily, my... I didn't mean that. I meant like I yeah, have a yeah, golfing buddy. Um, you guys can be friends no, I, also. I, I wasn't trying to um allude to the no friends, but now that we're here, um... uh yeah, so and my son is it, it, it is uh is getting into golf now, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, do you have any kids? You have three. 
three. How old were they? Twelve, ten, and three. And so I think my my three year old, if I if, again I'm doing the math correctly, was probably born around the time. Do you have more than one more than one child or one child? We all have three oh, year olds. Okay. Uh, because you, I know you're so- yeah, you and Lauren both have the youngest is three and my oldest is okay. three. Because I know you're saying, I forget which one. I can never tell voices on podcasts for some reason. So I'm not sure which of what we're no, saying, very pregnant okay. at Summit. Um, I was well, I was very pregnant at Summit and Lauren was not there because she had okay. just given birth. So but, then. So Pippa was born in what, like March, February? February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Chance was born in June. Oh, okay. And my son. Of 2019. Okay, wasn't born until November. So a little bit. Okay. So yeah, okay. So that's three. Um, wow, that. Should really get that little squad together. That would be. Well, actually, I just joked, but maybe we'll make it a reality to Sydney that I'm going to bring Pippa to New York City, and we're going to record mini episodes of Pretty Funny Babies. <laughs> Start <up> Pretty <laughs> Funny Babies. You're in. Bring your yeah. little one. We're just going to get them drunk and let them run around. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm we joking. are not going to get our three-year-olds drunk. So there's some people that don't know us, Lauren. We are not getting our three-year-olds drunk. That was a joke. Was okay, a joke. carry on. Somebody you want to sponsor us now? Oh my God! We are much too much of a liability for Airtable. I understand Airtable. <laughs> no one will even take our free and handly books. Um. Okay. Something you want golf every day. Great choice. Something you need. I think the only thing I need is like I need to lose weight. I don't. That's not something you can get for Christmas. But uh, you know, you got to take. I'm, We're I'm not getting up there in age. You know, they gotta they gotta start doing that. So, um. But yeah, let's uh, more like a body positive podcast. So yeah. you just love yourself exactly how you are. Well, I, do you, whatever know, you need to be healthy. Yeah, I was gonna say it's more. Yeah, it's like. Uh, it's more the, the the health thing, you know, long term health yeah. thing than anything. But do more, uh, more vegetables, yeah. more fruit, more there walking. Go. There we go. I, well, and play see, golf every day. It's so this exercise. is or so golf. this is going back to your podcast. Be yeah, I've been I've been walking like every morning, and that's when I'm listening to your podcast. So you guys are helping me with my needs to keep oh. it up. Yeah, I'll got that. a lot. I'll be like a big backlog of episodes to release. So, so can't get this rolling. Jason needs more content. Jason's going to be my motivation from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right something so, to wear so basically the shirt i'm wearing right now which no one else can see you guys can see um because i'm not into fashion so i buy uh two for 11 gilded t-shirts on amazon uh so basically i have like eight t-shirts that all look the exact same i think because i'm a very uncomplicated uh person but uh going back to walking um i bought i think they're called hoka shoes maybe oh um, yeah Hoka's. but especially uh for any and they might not just be for bigger people, but for bigger people, they make a world of difference when you're trying to start walking. So um, if they can sponsor as well, too. Hoka, call me. Yeah. I love my hokas, too. Yeah. I bought my hokas when I was on maternity leave with my youngest, and we were just walking up and down the Upper West Side every day. Got some hokas. It was great. Yeah. You know what? I'm in the market for some shoes. Hoka, I will unbox my shoes live. <laughs> On our Instagram account with um, 47 followers. Yes. There you go. Call me Hoka. All right. Something to read. Uh, prob- my favorite book that I've read is The Dip by Seth Godin. I, mean, I like Seth Godin a lot. But uh, so it's, it's kind of saying, you know, when to, when to stick something out and when to quit, right? Because a lot of people don't like quitting because they think it gives you a negative uh, connotation, but it's, to me, it's, it's 
been the most like useful book that I can use because it's something that I think about a lot. Like, am I just doing something because I feel like I should be doing it and it's really a cul-de-sac that's not going anywhere? Or is it something that you actually want to do to be the best in the world? So you could probably read the book in a, a weekend. Um, and yeah, it just, it's reframed kind of how I look at things of, you know, like uh, back before I was in MOPS, like I worked for a web design company. Is that really something I want to be doing for the rest of my life? And if not, uh, he says, you know, the stupid thing is to invest a lot of time and energy into something that you don't want to actually be the best in the world at. So uh, probably the I, I am definitely going to read this book. We should exchange. Uh, I'll, I'll sign up for Anne because this was my story that um, I've tried. I actually have a couple copies um, right there. Um, oh, okay. You're in because I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I'll send you I've, I've tried. Jason's going to send you. I've, I've tried giving away the gift, and uh, no one wants it. So she, much like Anne. So Seth and Anne, we're sorry. I'm sure they're listening. Sorry that no one wants right, your yeah. <laughs> copy. Yeah. Like a copy of. And if you're listening to this, and I love you. We love you. And this is. I always have a reflection yeah. on the quality right. of your book. Your book is excellent, and yeah. we are big fans. It's like it's like. Um, when people you, are embarrassed to admit that they've listened to this podcast, I think that's it. They do not collect their free copies. Of like, the did podcast. you know before right now that Jason had listened to every episode of our podcast? No, absolutely no, not. He's never that said is that a dirty little secret of Jason. Yeah. He would never tell anyone, never. And now the only way someone's going to know is if they're also listening to the podcast, so they can commiserate with their shit. Listen, let's go back to the dip for one second yeah. because I want to say. Similar is that I went to this training and I may have talked about it on the podcast before when I worked at GE. It's like managerial leadership training where the uh, facilitator said, make sure you are not building ladders that you do not want to climb. Mm -hmm. And my entire career at GE, which was not very long, but, you know, when you're kind of selected to be like in the management path, like you go for it. And it's like, all right, every year you can kind of like either go into another department mm -hmm. or be promoted managerially. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want, this is hard. What, I, like, does it, do I like it? Does it feel like, I think mostly like you want to make more money and you want, don't want to be stagnant in your career. But like, does that mean that I have to be promoted or mm -hmm. can I just like make an entire career change or life change? Like, what does that really mean? Like, what is the mm -hmm. thing that's actually fulfilling me? And I quit my job. And this was something that they wanted to like invest. <laughs> and I left there going, you know what? I, without a doubt, need to quit my job. You saved them a lot of money by following their advice, which was to not stay there if you didn't want to. If you didn't so want, I, I want to be at the top of the ladder and be like, how did I get here? Well, Warren, first you built the ladder, then you climbed up it. So... <laughs> I had a similar conversation with a career coach, actually. I, um, when I was at my last job, they, you know, it was like one of those flappy tech companies that had to lay everyone off because they spent too much money on everything. But they had great benefits while I was there. Um, and one of them was that I could meet with a career coach like four times a month for free. So I did. And I was like, here's how I feel. I spent a long time building my career and like trying to move up. I think I don't want to do that anymore. But I don't really know if that is an acceptable option. And she she had me read something about the difference between being and doing. Yes. And that you can be in a phase where you are doing 
and you can be in a phase where you were being and it sounded like I was more comfortable at a being phase right now. I was like, you know what? Hell yeah. I want to be here collecting my paycheck, getting my childcare paid for, going to this fancy office in the World Trade Center and meeting with my career coach four times a month who says that I don't have to work that hard if I don't want to. <laughs> Jason, you say that the dip is your story. Like, what is the, like, what was your moment? Like, I know you mentioned, you said like you were working somewhere you like didn't really want to be. Well, and that was even before I I read the book. Um, the book. I'm just saying yeah. I was using it as reference, but I think um, even when when I left uh, my in-house role to go into consulting, it's just kind of I was comfortable there. Um, but at the same time, uh, I needed to I needed to get new experiences if I wanted to keep growing in my role. Like we didn't uh, we used a CRM that no one's ever used before with Marketo, so uh, that was limiting because most people. Well, that's it. Uh, SAP C for C, Cloud for Customer. Um, yeah, I, one time at a summit, met with Paul Wilson, and uh, he's like, yeah, there's probably like three companies that use that with Marketo. So, um, and one of them is not SAP. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they, they use Salesforce. Of course they do. Um, so, and Marketo. But it, um, so I mean, that's kind of the, the biggest one. I just think in general, if there's, um, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of think you do that you should do because you've been doing it and you don't want to be a quitter, but, um, you know, the, the best people quit all the time. They just quit the right thing. I love that. Boom. That's it. That's the title of the episode. Quit the right things. Yeah. That's our pull quote. Um, okay, great. For our next segment. It's called PFB on the Streets. Jason, we now know, has listened to every episode of this podcast. Probably the only person that that is true for. You know, Jason, you probably listened to the episode where we discussed yeah. VIPVs and how we were uh, going to send them swag. Now we know you mm-hmm. are a VIPV. And when we get around to making that swag, you will be the proud recipient. There we go. Um. Okay. So in this segment, we just <laughs> rattle off some things and you give us your hot take and we just really go for it. $4. Taylor Swift. No. I I know this is this is gonna be a, a a big source of contention because basically your whole drafts were just Ooh. Taylor Swift. Uh by the way, I'm still very um disappointed I wasn't included on any of your drafts, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Ooh. Um, I listen, we had so much fun on our draft. We should do that again. I feel like yeah, you know that was episode number two of the whole podcast, I think. That was a good one. Sorry, Jason. We will draft again and you will be on my list. But I'm thinking about it that way. That's going to help me shape what kind of draft it's going to be. So, (laughs) but uh, so, 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 yeah, I I don't have anything against her. I just, I've never got it. So, what I feel like I'm going through my whole job history here, but uh, long before even my my web design role, um, I actually sold cars for a little bit. And, anyways, at the car dealership, whatever that song is uh played oh yeah there we go uh played about every half hour so i think that's what contributes um you know that'll really ruin a song for you and an artist so i'll give you a pass here i have a similar experience with the playlist from the retail store that i worked at when it first opened in like 2008 it must have been um, but it played this one song by the Killers over and over and over yeah. and over, and it did kind of ruin the Killers for me. Yeah. 
Okay, so fine. I will excuse your lack of being a Swifty. Um, I think that my only grievance with anyone who is not a Swifty is if they are like aggressively hating Taylor for no real reason, but just not being interested or not liking her music is fine. But I do like how Sydney tries to find those people. Like, are you one of them? Because I'm ready to fight. Every podcast, she's like, Taylor Swift, tell me what you think. Have you ever found anyone who's felt that way? No one that's felt comfortable telling me. Not yet. Um, Okay, $4 consulting. I love it. Um, I mean, I love it and I hate it, right? Because obviously I left it. Um, But I think everyone should do it uh, because you get exposure to so many different things. And yes, even instances with intentional duplicates, uh, which I know is... I think Lauren's favorite thing, favorite, I mean, most hated. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's um, wrong. Yes. And most it's people wrong. that have it would even agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I, I love consulting. It just, after a while, um, it also, when you have to constantly switch in between different instances, it kind of lack a feeling of ownership. Um, but I, like I said, there, I would mm-hmm. highly recommend that. Anyone who's in MOPS who hasn't done it, uh, do it because it's very valuable. I totally agree. Um, okay, well, we a little bit spoiled the next one, but we're going to go for it anyway. Purposeful duplicates. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that either. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. And Good. like I said, almost. How do you feel about merging duplicates? Like, is it because you Well, love it? I'm like actually me? working on a project right now uh, with the API to automate it um, because yeah we're doing a whole bunch of database cleanup so yeah i'm going to i'm gonna love that you know feels so good i love it you're basically like recreating easy merge right but make your own rules write your own easy merge (laughs) but what's so like i said what's so funny about the intentional is just like yeah like there's no one who's implemented that who's like i'm glad we did that I'm glad we have intentional duplicates. Like that was a really totally smart decision. Agree. Like everyone's like, I wish we didn't have this. This is the dumbest thing we ever did. It's just across the board. Like, no, you I think totally there's one agree. person that could be like, no, this was really good. Doesn't exist. This was good. We needed this for our business. It makes the most sense. No. Our just, data no. is so clean. I feel like there's got, it's just, technology has to have come far enough that this is not really something yep. that you can't work around anymore. Right. Like no one really, to create intentional duplicates you know i actually think specifically the latest release of salesforce at least the one that we were quizzed on has a has an update for permission sets that i think a lot of people were like super scared about like they can't see the channel partners contacts but they can see the same people if they're on a customer so So we're just gonna need to yeah (laughs) Uh, okay, great. Glad technology is um, actively degrading. Yeah, like it's like the opposite of a permission set. It's like cool. The do not, the do not permit set. <laughs> do anyway. not permit set. Okay. That is not what it's um, called. Do not revoke my certificate, please. Lauren re-upping her Salesforce admin certification and learning new and better terminology every day. Uh, okay, four dollar Cleveland Browns. Indifferent about them, I guess. I don't know. Um, I feel bad. 
you know, Angel. he's only, yeah, he's only saying this because he's also from the Midwest. He has no strong opinion. He's like, yeah, it's sad what you guys got going on over there in Cleveland. It's not worth the energy so, to hate the Cleveland So, so when I, I felt really bad because when I, again, on our honeymoon, when I went to um, the game, uh, the Packers won pretty handedly. And there was a guy there just losing his mind. And I felt really bad for a Browns fan that was just, I'm sure no, there's more, no. but there's one close to Somebody, us. Yes. Some of these people show yeah. up every day, every game. Like, this well, is, is going to be it. A fa- this time a, we're going to be good. A few years back when they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, it felt really good because, um, for, for Browns fans, because like when I was young, the Packers weren't really good, but then they got good. Um, and that was always like a special time for me is like when they first started winning. So, um, yeah, I'd be perfectly fine with the Browns winning again. I would have no hatred for them. Um, so that's my, my lukewarm, Thank you. almost cold pink. Yeah, it was kind of uh, yeah, like your eyes yeah, didn't even really Vikings move. or something. They just... That's, yeah, Vikings, no. Yeah. Vikings are no. Is, is Ohio... I really know about the Midwest, and I'm also pretty bad at geography, but is Ohio like um, the pee Midwest and like Minnesota and Wisconsin are like, no, we're the real Midwest because we're basically Canada? It's an interesting um, region yeah. because, you know, like, Technically, Pennsylvania is considered East Coast, but Ohio is right on Pennsylvania. And I don't think Kentucky would be considered Midwest, and that's who's to the south really? of us. Uh, I guess that is kind of the south. Yeah. And then Indiana, definitely Midwest. But to compare, like, Ohio or at least, like, Ohio cities like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus to, like... I think to, uh, you know, to like your cities in Wisconsin is probably comparable, but to compare it to like Iowa, which I think is also considered the Midwest, that doesn't seem right. You know, I feel the same way about a comparison of like North Carolina to Alabama. It's like a different genre of the South. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? A heat map of the South that gets much worse the further you go. Well, I, I always have thought of the Midwest as being Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, and Indiana. So, um, but it, no, not, not Ohio. Ohio. Not Ohio. I would say Ohio's See, not in even mind, central time. In my mind, the cities that are on this the Great show. Lakes, like the states that are on the Great Lakes, are much more similar yeah, than let's like get, the Let's kick Iowa off. Yeah, like Wisconsin, you're in. Michigan's in. Illinois, yeah, yeah. Chicago's in, but that's more of like a upper Midwest or upper. I don't know, Lake anyway. in Canada. Yes. What time? Yeah. Um, at another Marquette summit, I got asked if I was from Canada for my accent, and I, and I, oh, I heard a very clear, you know, Jason, clear when ab- you find this call. Yeah, when you got this call, I was yeah. like, oh, it's Jason Canadian? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. And then you said you're from Wisconsin, and yeah. I was like, oh, so basically. Southern Canada. Yeah. It's not Southern as strong, Canada. but I did hear, I did, not that long ago, I did hear said, a boot. Yeah, you did. There was a real aboot, aboot mm-hmm. moment. Aboot okay, all right, last one. Last one, and we'll wrap up. Um, Wisconsin cheese curds. Uh, well, I love them. I really, um, I really asking best place to get them or just general feelings? Yeah. I mean, I, I, as long whatever as you want to talk about, 
but yeah, uh, yeah, I get more to Is Wisconsin a prime place for poutine? Not so, I mean, best places that try like, to do it, do you but do that there? Uh, not really. But yeah. not like, you know, but it's so far. So, yeah. I here's how Wisconsin I am is I remember the first time I ever had a deep fried cheese curd. Um, because uh, up until that point, it was all like in refrigerator, like just cold cheese, right? Um, and my friend said, my friend's parents, because I was in fifth grade at the time, this is how well I remember it. Um, they said, they're at this restaurant, they're like, want to get cheese curds? And I'm like, sure, that's kind of an odd thing, because I think they're just going to bring over cold cheese. But then they deep fried it, and my life changed forever. So, uh, wow. yeah. They're like yeah. mini mat sticks. But not as no, heavily breaded. No, in fact, the very if you can get a very yeah, light no, breading is the best. Little the... crunch, mostly gooey. Sometimes yes. a little clump together. I saw that Trader Joe's is selling deep fried cheese curds as a frozen food now. New Trader Joe's item as of this month. So maybe I'll try it. It's made its way to the mainstream. <laughs> it's I'm at my local Trader Satos. Have you um, seen okay, well, It's in the foreign foods aisle. It's with the Goya and the Wisconsin cheese curds. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all the time we have today, Jason. This was wonderful. Uh, great to have you as a VIPV. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the episode. I'm glad someone does because not even my parents do. And, well, thank you for having me. Good luck out there, little podcast. Yep. You can't, you can't uh, leave us now. You're in. Now You're we in. know too much about you. So, <laughs> anything you want to leave for you know, the just uh, audience? Try to work here? less every day. That's all I got. Boom. You can do that in the motivational, technical way, or you can do that in the lazy way. The choice is yours. Good luck out there, little podcast. Like and subscribe, share, tell everyone.